On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, we get to speak with Jana Danielson, and she's an award-winning wellness entrepreneur who, through her own experience with physical pain, turned her mess into her message. She is an Amazon best-selling author, owner of Lead Pilates and Lead Integrated Health Therapies, her brick-and-mortar business, and in the Meta District, her online wellness community. She's also the creator of the Cooch and Gooch Ball, the world's first patented pelvic floor fitness tool for women and men. And Jana has coached and consulted with thousands of men and women all over the world to help improve their quality of life, their confidence, and their impact in this world. You're in for a treat, you guys. This is going to be an awesome podcast. She tells all about how she gets it all out there in the world. But first, I have to tell you all about Billy. It is the female first shave and body brand that's putting an end to the pink tax on razors. Basically, we will give you a $20 credit to spend on Billy razors and body care. It's a subscription-based razors and shavers and shave cream and other products that women can use. Just like kind of like Dollar Shave Club, but it's for women and um, cost-effective because we know at the grocery store how much these razors can really cost us. So it is a great way to get mail order shaves and they do great. They're actually, I use them, um, they're, they don't hurt, <laughs> which is good. So Billy, go to peppershock.com slash offers and select the link and you will get a $20 credit on me. Okay, now it's time for the marketing essentials moment. The basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. I thought that I would go through this journey with you because this is something I am so guilty of and need to remind myself just as much as others maybe need to hear this too. And if you're one of those who needs to hear this, then listen up. When we work, sometimes we get so distracted and it's so easy to lose focus, especially if we have ADHD or maybe insomnia or we're bored or whatever it is. There are lots of things going on in our days these days. We're so busy with so many things and so many added pressures with the pandemic and all the things, right? So I am sharing this with you just as much as I need it. And hopefully you will gather some good information and tips as I research this topic today. So number one, we have to know our triggers. What is it that allows us to lose focus? What kinds of things are we doing to take us off task? We know we need to get something done. It's really big. We gotta do it. We gotta focus. We gotta stay in alignment. We gotta go into beast mode to get this done. And then guess what? We get distracted so easily. At least I know I do, and I'm sure a lot of you are feeling the same way. So what can we do? We got to know what's going to trigger us to set us off, to get us off track, and make some boundaries and be relentless with our boundaries. Setting those boundaries and limiting what you'll be willing to do, what days you're going to take client work on versus staff or blocking out time that is away from the office, that is away from distraction, the inability for anybody to schedule anything during that time is very critical to being able to get shit done. (laughs) So defining those boundaries, letting everybody know that this is non-negotiable, you will not schedule anything during this time, and you have to get in the mindset to be mentally prepared for that time that you have so protected to not get distracted, right? Then you got to stand firm with those interruptions and and turn them off, right? Do not interrupt. Put a do not interrupt sign on your door. We have signs just like maid service, you know, do not disturb versus, okay, it's cleaning time, right? 
close your door, put a sign on your door, put your headphones on if you're in an open office setting, put a sign on your back that says do not disturb if that's what it takes, right? Be relentless about your time to protect it so that no one will distract you or schedule something that you don't need to do because you need to focus on your time. Eliminate the digital distractions. Set a timer if you're on social media or, you know, if you've got work that you're dealing and working with other people, set a time limit. Know your hard stop and make it known what your hard stop is. Hey, I have a hard stop at two o'clock. I am no longer going to be available after 2 p.m. today, whatever time it is you can set, right? Schedule in advance when you can set these times aside. And then you can also use site blocker apps and you can turn off the do not disturb. We use Boomerang. I can turn my email off where I won't get any emails for an hour if I want to. You can obviously set your notifications to do not disturb. You can put your focus time on on your iPhone. If you have an iPhone and a Mac, you can do it across all devices. And I'm sure it's similar to PC users out there. You've got to find a way to turn all the noise off. And then unapologetically screen your phone calls, set those boundaries, only accept the important calls during working hours or those who you want to accept calls from, turn off all the noise and make your your computer distraction free if you're trying to focus on something like I am, getting things done. And then methodically schedule the day out, plan ahead. I use Sundays to plan ahead. Sometimes I plan out the month. I do meal planning. I try to set things up for success so that it doesn't take me as much time later. So if you can plan, then you're doing yourself a good service and those around you can know what your plan is and help support you in that plan and make it be known. I do that meal scheduling so that all my kids know what we're gonna have and my husband can help me and I can prepare and do the things, not just for meal planning, but also during the day. On Mondays, I don't do a lot of client meetings. Fridays, it's non-negotiable. I do not take client meetings on Fridays. Besides that, what client in their right mind wants to take a meeting on a Friday anyway? That's the day that I'm in the office and there to support my staff as much as possible. Even when you're gonna be out of town for a week, you have to stay and stick true to your non-negotiables of what you want that to be. The only time I do anything client-related on Fridays is when it's an event that's been scheduled that I obviously have no control over and it's something that is you know, a, a client-related event or it's I'm a, in a speaking engagement or something like that. Non-negotiable on Fridays as much as very well possible. Keep your to-do list handy, and yes, I still write my to-do list down on my journal, and yes, I have Asana, and I have all all these wonderful tools, but I make that to-do list so that I can, something happens when you actually write something down, it commits to your memory, you really want to make sure that you do it, it's different than when somebody else assigns you a task, and maybe they assign it to you, but if you write that down, I don't know, for me, it helps a lot if I make my to-do list and I stick through it. I make these square little boxes that then I get the privilege and I don't know, I love to check off the boxes when something gets done. It's just that sense of accomplishment and I feel so satisfied to be able to check off that little box next to that task that I wrote down. And of course, prioritizing those tasks, right? You may have a long laundry list of to-do items, but I like to circle The big ones that I know I need to get done, those are my rocks. Those are my huge priorities. I do my best to use my blocked times to make sure that I get those priorities done. 
And this is gonna help you in your marketing journey. Let me tell you the big priorities, the things that you want to and make need to make sure that you accomplish can be in those time blocks that you want to do, not what somebody else wants you to do, but what you wanna do, right? And then just letting others know about your strict policies of what's non-negotiable and what's your free time. I mean, <laughs> I sometimes even have to schedule in lunch and bio breaks, okay? I get so packed up with scheduling and I have an automated scheduling system, but I can set rules. I can set the amount of time between meetings. I can set how many types of meetings I get per week, like these podcast interviews, right? I take one a week and that's it, and that's all I do. And I have some buffer time in between whatever my next meeting is that's going to get scheduled so I can just take a moment and do what I need to do, like record these, for example. The other thing is you can set your unreachable or you can set your, you know, if you're on Messenger or if you're on email or Gmail or whatever tool you're using, set your time away or make yourself invisible because then no one can chat at you whenever they feel like it, right? You can set all that away and they can expect and understand that you're not going to get back to them right when they want you to. (laughs) And social media, you know, we can get sucked in. I don't know how many hours I've spent on TikTok just watching crazy fun videos, but setting a timer, allowing yourself the freedom to do what you want to do during that time when you're checking social media and just needing somewhat of a work you know, release to not necessarily do the work that you're working on, but check out what other people are doing. It's important. We want to check on our friends and their status and we want to see what's going on or what's the latest and greatest in technologies and marketing people, what they have to say, all of that. But set a time limit and and you can do it the same time every day or maybe there's different times in the day that you check different platforms, whatever it is, make yourself a schedule and stick to the plan as much as possible. And I'm reminding myself of that right now. (laughs) Organizing your emails. Email gives me anxiety. I get so many emails that my inbox is, is filled with unread emails, right? A lot of things got subscribed to. I mean, I've been in business for 18 years. My email address has been around for a really long time. It's so full. So there's lots of things that you can do, a lot of different tools you can use, a lot of ways to organize things, tag things. I mean, it takes you time to go through that and do that. And you can get help. We, you know, can outsource VAs to help as long as you can trust them and know that they're going to be who you want to go through your email. But I also have been known to just, if anything's over than like, I don't know, 90 days, 10 years, archive it, make it go away so that you don't have email anxiety like I do. And and, and sometimes it's just nice to start fresh and, you know, work and strive to get the, to that inbox zero place. And so the new stuff you can delete and filter and, and unsubscribe, you know, of course, don't unsubscribe to the marketing expedition because you're going to get valuable information, right? So, so those you can categorize into specific places and put them where you want them to go. And then look at them when you're ready. I actually schedule time to look at different folders during my week and it's specific to the type of emails that I want to look like, look at during that time frame. So I do that. I schedule reoccurring meetings that are put on the calendar. And guess what? If something has to move, then I move that to another time because maybe something else with a higher priority comes up, which is totally fine. But I want to make sure that I get it done. So I may move that just to make sure that I have some flexibility because obviously I want to get to my high priorities. And sometimes the newsletters and things I read aren't always the highest priority in what I'm doing. 
guarding your email address. I have two email addresses. I have one that's kind of like a burner account that I sign stuff up for that maybe I'll look at or maybe I'm interested in or maybe I'll get an offer or something of that nature. But my main email, I'm trying to guard it and protect it. And of course, that inbox zero method is a strategy that, you know, People can do as best as they can. And trust me, I have tried over the years to get to this space and place. But being able to archive and making rules when certain emails come in your inbox, they go to certain folders and maybe they even come in and they're marked as unread, but then you can look at them when you're ready and doing that as needed. Then, of course, on your phone, <laughs> and I am guilty of this because I'm on my phone way more than I am on my laptop, right? And I'm sure others out there are on their phone more. And it's just a common thing that's happening, but we can get sidetracked easily. So you have to put those parameters in place, the do not disturb, the focus time, all the new tools that are out there to allow you to do that. And I mentioned earlier, put on the headphones. If you're in an out you know, uh, open office environment, which is great because it's good for collaboration when it's time to do so. But man, when you need to get that work done and, you know, make sure that you're in beast mode, put the headphones on so that people understand, hey, this is kind of my proverbial, you know, closed door policy right now. I have headphones on, they're noise canceling. I'm not going to hear a word you're going to say, so I'm going to put these on. And if you really have to distract me, it's got to be for a darn good reason, right? Otherwise, look at when I have open time on my schedule and schedule time with me, if that's the case, or ask me later or send me a message later when you know that I am not in beast mode and I have open office policy and I don't have my headphones on. I don't have, if I am in a closed door office, I don't have my do not disturb sign on, right? Also, think about music that could help you in your journey and getting what you need to get done. Sometimes music with words can just be a distraction because you just want to sing along and you kind of forget about what you're doing. Trust me, I've been there. But I also want music that I can work to that can help me get in that beast mode mentality of getting my work done, right? And so setting the stage for the music, the playlist, you know, planning out what you want it to do. And by the way, if you've, you're listening to something that's distracting you, get rid of it, you know, put it in a different playlist, right? In a playlist that you don't mind when distractions happening, right? And then of course, do your best to always find the fun in what you are doing, what you're trying to accomplish and get done. And, and if you can find the fun in a huge task that you're trying to take on, break it down into small pieces and do the fun parts that you want to do so that you can accomplish the maybe not always so fun parts, right? And and, and sometimes you can save the, the fun part for last because you know it's something to look forward to. Whatever it is, and you can... You can get through it. If I can do it, you can do it. I do so many things. I do the podcast. I do webinars. I do teaching and, you know, coaching my staff and my kids and, you know, just so many things. I am involved with the community, but you got to block it out, plan ahead, give yourself some travel time. I I commute sometimes to the, you know, I'm in a outside of, of the big city, right? So I'm about 30 minutes away from, from where I go. So I plan that time. I will listen to podcasts if I want to during that time. Sometimes I just, you know, listen to regular music, whatever it is, I plan that time. And sometimes I give myself a little extra time so that I don't have to rush and be there and get there on time, right? My son did a project and he did it on Vince Lombardi. And if you're, you know, if you're not 15 minutes early, you're late. <laughs> so thinking about how you can plan ahead. And I am 
constantly doing that the best that I can. Obviously, no one's going to be perfect. Things come up, especially during this weird time. You know, you have to adapt and, and do what you can, right? But you've got to figure out where you can go, what you can do. If there's an off-site place that you enjoy, if it's a coffee shop, although that can be distracting. So think about, you know, if, is it the library? Is it, you know, I don't know. Is it a, a private club that you belong to that you can go find a corner and, and check your emails and do what you want to do during that time frame or read an article? What is it that you can do and where can you go to get away from all of the distractions that are keeping you from doing the work that you're doing. And truth be told, I am actually in a cabin right now getting work done. This to me is enjoyable. I can record these and have these available to you. And this is really what inspired the idea to, to, to go through this and share this with you. As I'm planning out the year, I rented an Airbnb cabin. It's on a ranch. There's cute little farm animals that I can go talk to when I need a break. Um, there's, you know, a sheep with a little uh, sweater on. I don't know. There's a big pig out there, chickens, whatever. But those are, they're not going to talk back to me. So they're not a distraction. And they're only a distraction when I want it to be. And I scheduled four days away. And I blocked out my calendar and I said, non-negotiable. There were two meetings that I took. One, I'm teaching class, so I had to and wanted to do that. And then I'm also talking about, you know, commission, people's money. So I didn't want to mess with that. You want to make sure that those priorities are still getting done. But I did. I blocked out my time and I said, I'm out of here. It's my planning and my away time and I'm getting a lot of work done. So hopefully you are gaining something from this. Oh, by the way, too, um, having water nearby, right? Keeping yourself hydrated helps your brain. Um, blueberries also help your brain. Bringing some healthy snacks or keeping you, um, you know, going that energy, that fuel and not having a grumbling stomach or when you start to feel like you're getting a headache from looking at the computer screen too long. Uh, speaking from experience, you got to recognize what, what are those indications? What are those clues that are happening? So really the bottom line is surrounding yourself with tools and tactics and planning and ways that you can focus, ways that you can time block, and then letting everyone know what your non-negotiables are and how you can get it done. So hopefully this has helped you just as much as I need to remind myself and we can go through this journey together to get us all on track and get the work done, the priorities that we've set in our marketing journey, what we want to accomplish, the content, all of the things that we want to make sure that we're accomplishing and doing it well and having that time to be able to accomplish what it is that we're after. Also, I want to mention, if you want to dig into this topic further, you can go to our blog post on themarketingexpedition.com and check out even more information. If you're not just Audible, you want to see it to believe it, then go to the website, become a member. You'll get all kinds of wonderful blog posts that'll be helpful for you in your journey as well. All right, now let's get to the interview. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest is Jana Danielson. Welcome to the show, Jana. Thanks, Ray. It's great to be here. So Jana, let's just tell our audience a little bit more about you. Let's dig in, kind of take us back. What, what got you into this 
area that you're in now in your industry. Kind of just walk us through all the wonderful things. You've got so much going on. Just uh, start with from the beginning. Okay. Uh, you know how, I don't know if you, if your audience has heard that the saying, like, take your mess and turn it into your message and then take your message and turn it into your mission. That's basically what has happened to me. I, you know, I went to school, I, I did a business degree, undergraduate, graduate. The goal back then was, you know, break the glass ceiling as a first woman CEO of fill in the blank, right? That's, I was going to, you know, draw my line in the sand that way. And, um, and I was on my way. I was on my way until I started having my own health issues. And these health issues really were turned, you know, they did turn my world upside down. Um, I And I went on what I'm going to call a traditional medical journey, right? You're not feeling good. You go to your doctor, you get some tests done. They run the tests. You, you get a diagnosis. You might get some medication. And then you come out the other end better. And that actually didn't happen for me. That last part didn't actually happen. The first and middle part continued to be like a hamster on a wheel, right? More doctors, more specialists, more medication, no answers. And, you know, rinse and repeat. And so I didn't know. I mean, I was newly engaged. I was thinking to myself, why am I? This is going to be like a jail sentence for this new husband of mine. If, if I can't, you know, from the outside, I looked healthy. I lived with pain every day. Would I be able to have kids? We wanted a family, you know, all these goals. And I was like, you know what? Maybe this is just. The good lord's way of saying you know jana you gotta you gotta pivot here a little bit and um and that's what i did i you know i i came to the last doctor's appointment and my md told me that the team the medical team she established believed that the pain was in my head and that i was seeking attention and that i should have a nice life like direct quote i kid you not and it was like someone pulled the rug out from underneath me ray i went into a depression I didn't, you know, I, I didn't want to get out of bed in the morning. I just, I, and I, I started questioning, like, why? Like, you know, what did I do in a former life to deserve this life here on earth? Or why did I get the short straw? And um, after about 90 days, I realized something. I realized that I may have been looking for answers in the wrong places. I may have been looking for answers outside of myself instead of inside of myself. And when I shifted my perspective and really started to believe that my body most likely had what it needed to heal itself, I was just looking in the wrong place. That's when my whole world literally shifted. I saw Madonna on the cover of a fitness magazine. The article was all about Pilates and spinal movement and diaphragmatic breathing. And so I bought myself a new mat and a new pair of leggings and a new water bottle and off to my first Pilates class I went. And, and as they say, the rest is history. Within about four months of that time, I was completely healed. I was off my 12 medications and I felt like my journey needed to be, something had to come of it. I had to create something because I believe there were others like me that were maybe falling through the cracks of the traditional medical system or just not aligning like they should. And that's what I did. I shifted completely from the corporate world of, of business, um, executive leadership development. And I started teaching Pilates out of my home. And why, I mean, I got certified first, started teaching Pilates out of my home. And the healing that I created in my own body, I started to replicate in other people's bodies. And they started telling other people about their experiences. And my little basement studio just, you know, started booming. And my husband said to me one night, 
you know, Jana, this is no longer a home-based business. Like there is something here. We need to, we need to, first of all, move you out of our home because we're breaking all the home-based business rules. We have too many people coming and going. Our neighbors started joking that they wanted to charge parking on their, on their driveways <laughs> in a joking way, but kind of not joking. And um, that, that's, that's literally what happened. I opened my first commercial studio in 2010. That became very successful very quickly the vision for an integrated wellness um, clinic along with movement. So movement therapy and the integrated wellness clinic came to me in a vision about three years into opening Lead Pilates. And in 2015, we opened Lead Integrated Health Therapies as part of Lead Pilates. I've got a 9,000 square foot facility with a team of 50 clinicians that range from naturopathic doctors to osteopaths to mental health practitioners, chiro, physio, massage, um, Reiki reflexology, body talk, and then the movement piece. And we all, we, we all are there for one purpose, which is to educate, inspire, and move the clients and patients who choose to walk through our doors or join us online every day to live a better life. And we up-level humanity. That's exactly what we do. And so as a wellness entrepreneur, that has given me the fuel to go beyond my geographical area in Canada I started the Meta District, which is my online Pilates and movement platform in the fall of 2019. Pelvic floor fitness is a passion of mine. I've seen too many men and women crumble as people because they feel like their body no longer works for them. You know, they wanted to have a baby and now their body's broken. Guys with erectile dysfunction, I've seen businesses break up. I've seen relationships break up because they feel like their body no longer works for them. And in fact, the research that I found through a urogynecologist in Reno named Dr. Bruce Crawford, he said that those issues in about nine out of 10 cases are fitness issues. So I created the Cooch Ball and the Gooch Ball, which are my two pelvic floor uh, fitness tools, design and utility patent. I never thought as an entrepreneur, I'd also be a, an inventor, but I am. And that's really how, you know, mess turned into message, turned into mission. I love it. I love it. So... What do you think it was then that took you from being in pain to to the Pilates? I mean, what occurred? Yeah. So the bridge really was that my body systems were not properly supported or nurtured, right? I was I was in a pain cycle and I'm sure many people in your audience can identify when you're in a pain cycle, you're in it. You know, you want to get off the train but the train isn't slowing down enough to get off. And so what happens is, you know, our nervous system starts to get more protective. We got two, we have two parts of our nervous system, the sympathetic, which is the fight, flight, freeze, right? So if we were back in the caveman and cavewoman days, if we would hear rustling in the bushes, that would be our sympathetic nervous system that would say, you got to get out of here, right? We don't have that today. We still have that spidey sense, but because we live in such a fast paced world, we know things like about 70% of our thoughts are less than positive. We know that someone's Instagram feed can completely put us into a tailspin because we feel like that's what our lives should be like. So the sympathetic nervous system in my body was so jacked up. It didn't shut off ever. My support mechanisms to manage the pain didn't know when to go to sleep and when to be on overdrive. And I was on overdrive all the time. So what Pilates helped me do through the breathing and the spinal alignment and all the really nutritious movement is it started tapping into my parasympathetic nervous system, 
which is the rest and digest, the calming, the nurturing, and my body's system. So, you know, when you're in pain, you don't take deep breaths. You take shallow little breaths. You eat fast. You talk fast, right? Everything is in this fast forward warp speed. And that's what your brain starts to believe. Like this brain is just so impactful and powerful. Mm -hmm. And so once I started learning that when I took the time to breathe, it slowed down my digestion, my digestion, it improved my circulation, my lymphatic system, which is our body has a lymphatic system. It's the body's natural garbage disposal system. All of these systems started like almost coming back online and working together instead of being in pain and discomfort and working as little silos, because that is not health. All right. And we have one body. We were not born with replacement parts or, you know, any, like this is, this is our temple. And when you think of how I always use this example, we worry so much about these darn devices at the end of the night, is our phone plugged in? Have we done the latest update? Like, what do we do to stay plugged in, to have a good night's sleep, to have some meditation, right? And so it really was learning. I had to relearn how to care for my body because it was in such a state of pain that that's what I had to do, almost like a complete reboot. And that's what Pilates did for me. Wow, I love that. Just taking the time to to really focus on you and getting your, your whole body healthy. That's awesome. I think that other people can certainly relate to that as well, just because we are all going so quickly and so much so fast and, you know, so many things, so many responsibilities and, and all of that. So, okay, tell me more about the process of you invent the invention that you did. And, and then because we're on a marketing journey to go into, I mean, how are you getting it out there in the world? Yeah, for sure. So I, um, I mentioned Dr. Bruce Crawford earlier, and he really helped me understand that there is a body of research out there because the pelvic floor, like, let's be honest in a woman's body and especially in a man's body, we don't see these muscles. And so you can think, how can you make a business around muscles that you can't even see, but you can because, and you know, what helped me is all of the classical marketing that we see on TV the adult diapers, the, you know, all these little gadgets, right? We have been told over and over by many big businesses that part of aging is incontinence. Part of aging is pelvic floor pain. Part of aging is erectile dysfunction. And we, we buy it. We buy the narrative. Oh yeah. I'm supposed to be getting this product. Look, it's newly designed and look on the commercial. There's a woman with a three-piece suit and there's construction guys and a rock star and that's supposed to make it okay, right? Um, and so I took that research and I took that marketing paradigm and I was like, mm, if we were going to do something different, what would that look like? And how would we empower people to take care of their pelvic floor health? So I wanted to create a product that would work on its own or in conjunction with pelvic floor physiotherapy, because for a lot of people, that therapy is absolutely necessary. So I just started playing. I've got three boys. Back then, they were like all in their early teens, um, and they have every size ball, right? And so I just thought to myself, if we were using like a foam roller on the, you know, to roll out our legs when we have knee pain, we know that that happens all the time. What could I create that we could use to take care of their pelvic floor health. I started playing around different size balls, sitting on those balls, almost like a mama hen on her nest. 
And that's what, that's what happened. I started creating these sensations in my own body. And I thought, well, what if I could do this for others? So I started looking for a manufacturer, tried to find a North American manufacturer. No one would connect with me as a small business owner. And so I did find a production facility offshore and they started sending me samples. And it was kind of like the three bears, like one was too hard, one was too soft. And we found the one that was just right. From a marketing perspective, I had lots of opinions on what I should call this product. And I had a lot of opinions because the pelvic floor is something that we don't talk a lot about. Right. Still, right. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Like it's still taboo for a lot of people. They won't even like, they'll call it down there. Like they'll have their little nicknames for it. <laughs> right. I've got a problem down there. I'm like, where, like on your feet, where, no, it, you know, down there, but up there. <laughs> so I decided that I was going to take a little bit of a sassy approach to this product. Um, my marketing uh, team wanted me to go with something very medical, like the peri ball, because the perineum of the body is what we sit on the ball with. And I was like, no, like that's too sterile. It's too medical. And so I did go with a, a, you know, I went with fun and I knew that for some people it might upset them or they might not uh, connect with it, but I was willing to take that risk because I wanted to have some fun with it. And I wanted to have a little bit of shock value. So I called it the cooch ball for women and the gooch ball for men. And it is a, you know, really anybody can use the ball, the way it's created, the patented, it's got a patented design, the way it works with a man's or a, a woman's pelvis. And that's what I did. And you know what, Ray, it, it, you know, I do get the odd person that's like, can I get a ball without your logo on it? Like, I don't want my kids to find it. Um, you know, I've had one or two people over the past 18 months that have been just completely um, <laughs> disgusted by the name that I chose. <laughs> but 99.8% of the people that have come into my community have been, you know, you called it the what? You know, tell me more about that, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, that's, that's, that's kind of how that baby got its name. And, you know, I was in Florida in January of 2020 at a it was almost like a shark tank type entrepreneur um, challenge mm -hmm. competition. And I won that competition and I was supposed to go back to Florida and mm -hmm. uh, do a, an eight minute sample show on the home shopping network. And that was going to be, you know, the big kind of litmus test to see if the market was ready for the cooch and the gooch ball. Mm -hmm. And then we know the gift of COVID hit us in March of 2020. And we had to do a huge marketing pivot because everything was set to launch, you know, that April, we still launched in April. We put up a landing page in about 48 hours. I created a webinar. It was a free webinar called pelvic floor secrets. I started promoting the webinar everywhere. And, um, that's how I started selling it. I was actually fulfilling. Amazon was my first fulfillment um, partner. And within about six weeks of launching, I knew that that wasn't going to be the best decision for my small business. And I pulled all my inventory from Amazon in Canada and the US back to my bricks and mortar business in Saskatoon, mm -hmm. Canada. And we started fulfilling out of there. And um, that's how that's how we launched it. That's how we marketed it. And, you know, I would get 200, you know, 200 women on the webinar and I do another one the next week, 200, 300, 400. Mm -hmm. And so people started 
really the, the news started spreading that way. And um, that really has been our main, our main advertising. Um, you know, we do have a, a funnel that we use to upsell into some of the, the digital products that I have to go along with it. Um, I've now partnered with a company out of the U.S. called Health Means. So we do some very specific pelvic floor webinars for their audience. In addition to the ones that I'm doing, um, you know, just kind of organically for the people that are in my community. And it's been amazing, right? We've been, um, you know, I now have a fulfillment center in the U.S. because we've grown to the point where the manager of my clinic was the one that was stuffing cooch balls all the time. And <laughs> I really wasn't, it was one of those other duties as assigned. So, um, you know, we now have a worldwide presence looking to enter, you know, look for a distribution center in the UK because there's definitely a ton of growth there. And um, I haven't really even scratched the surface from a marketing perspective of the gooch ball. Like the men that have come on to this with me, it's, it's been very organic, you know, maybe a partner put them onto it or they saw it online, but there's a huge, I've got a huge uh, marketing strategy for Q3 and four in 2022 around the gooch ball for men all over the world. That's pretty amazing. I can't believe how fast it's grown. Thank so we, okay. So you said the very first thing you did was, was create a webinar, put up a landing page, create a webinar. How did you get that webinar out the very first time? What did you do? Email, Facebook, tell me more. Yep. So that very first one, I wanted to have some comfort and safety in that audience the first go around. So I just sent out an email to my list, P you know, people that already knew me, liked me, trusted me, and that I knew would show up for me because they're always like, oh, what's Jana doing now? What's Jana, right? And so I, that's what I did. I didn't do anything on any other social media platform, but just that email. And it was amazing, right? It gave me the confidence I needed. I, I tested out my webinar content, you know, how long it was, where could I do make some tweaks here and there. And then once I had that first one kind of under my belt, give me a boost of confidence. Then I went and I started to utilize um, some Facebook ads and just, you know, get the word out there that way. In the meantime, you know, these super fans started bubbling to the surface and they would, you know, connect with me. They might be physiotherapists. They might've been yoga teachers. They may have worked with, you know, with new moms. And they started asking like, do you have an affiliate program or do you do wholesale or how, you know, so those, um, I do have an affiliate program that is just, you know, it's, it's, in, it's, it's in infancy really. Um, the wholesale piece is definitely coming online more. And that, that's really what it has been. I mean, the other thing for me is when I get, you know, an invitation to, you know, educate on a summit or be on a podcast, you know, or be a part of someone's three-day event, I will always take those virtual stages because more women and men need this education because they feel like, kind of like I did when I was in my pain so many years ago, that it was just, it's just unlucky. Well, you know what? I cough and I pee my pants a little bit, or I love to run, but I'll put a few extra pads in because, you know, I've had my boys and this is a part of, you know, one of the outcomes of being a mom. I just have to live with this. And it's not, you know, we have, there's different levels of, of prolapse. It's 
called that you can have a first level or a first degree all the way up to a fourth degree. And a fourth degree, yes, you do need medical information. But guess what, gang? Up to that point, the body is so brilliant that when you just give it the right kind of information, it will respond. And so from a marketing perspective, you know, I've been able to play around with messaging, right? I've been able to have different targets or different avatars. You know, some of my, some of my campaigns will talk to new moms. Some of my campaigns will talk to grandmas. Some of my campaigns will talk to retired couples that are ready to, you know, start this next phase of their life, but don't want to be tripped up by the inconvenience of, you know, incontinence or, you know, men post prostate cancer. So, you know, my marketing strategy is like a garden of wildflowers because I really get to be strategic with who I talk to um, because my product doesn't discriminate between body type and size and whether it's prevention or, you know, we're actually dealing with an issue. So that's what I love about it. It can get overwhelming sometimes from a marketing perspective because there are so many shiny things that can, you know, oh, I should do this. Oh, I should right. do this. I should do this. Um but as long as I've got a good strategy and somewhat of a marketing framework in place, then when those little sparkly nuances come up, I can respond in a way that is impactful and not just do for the sake of doing. Did you do this all on your own or did you have investment money to get you going? All, all on my own. Excellent. I love that. Yeah. So um, what do you see within the next, I don't know, six months, a year, two years, five years? What do you, what do you hope? What does success look like for you, Jenna? You know, well, Ray, that's such a, such a loaded question. You know, I, so my, my word for 2022 has been harmony. I just want to create, you know, this, this harmonious energy and vibration in the world. I know that kind of sounds like, you know, grandiose, but here's what I can tell you is that when I open my email up in the morning or I go and look at, you know, some Facebook private messages and a woman or a dad has told me that my product has changed their life or brought excitement back to their marriage or, you know, like, like they're not little things, they're, they're big things. And so I would love to, um, my goal is to 5X my revenue by the end of 2022 I want to five exit again in 2023. And, you know, I would love to have um, a, you know, a, a web of, uh, you know, wholesale partners. You know, I would love to have 50 wholesale partners by the end of this year. I need, you know, I need lots of different ways to continue to get this, this product, this product out. From the Meta District side of things, I'm just about to launch my new membership site. Um, at home movement and wellness is not going anywhere. It's something that, again, you know, the gift of COVID. What I love to do at the Meta District is educate through movement. So when people are doing a half hour session with me, they're not just moving their body. They're learning about the alignment of their legs. They're learning about why they have plantar fasciitis and how a little tweak of their foot position can change that. They're learning about their SI joint and why when they're sitting at their desk with slumpy posture, that's actually putting unnecessary strain and force into that joint structure. So I'm taking what I've done with the cooch ball and I'm revamping, you know, the meta district bodies that are coming along this journey for me, because, um, you know, we know that health cannot be outright purchased. It cannot. 
and we want to be the best versions of ourselves. And so that's, you know, I would love to have, um, another multi seven figure business in the meta district within the next 18 months. And I know it can happen. So that's right now where I'm putting my focus in and what success looks like and feels like for me. Oh, that's awesome. I think once you've created something that then can go out to the world and, and really those messages that you get, I can only imagine how that would make you feel in the morning when you see how people's lives have changed. That's awesome. And by the way, we'll definitely get your affiliate link and put this on the show too, because okay. I can only imagine that it'll help other people who are listening to you for sure. Okay, so tell me a little more about where you get your resources, how you go about getting new information. Do you listen to podcasts? Do you read books, articles? Like, tell me about how you progress in continuing your research and what you're doing. Yeah, you know what? So all of those, I mean... I really am like a tangible flip the page kind of book reader girl. So um, yeah, like I just, I love to be masterful at my craft. And so books for me are absolutely um, critical. I also have invested in myself through different mastermind groups. And I find that, you know, that the quality of the people around you as an entrepreneur, even just as a person, it completely can, you know, elevate you to, to new heights. And so I've, you know, carved out an amazing, you know, support group of people that maybe aren't all like, yes, there are pelvic floor experts and there's wellness experts, but there's also like spiritual masters and business mastery, you know, folks. And you know, listening to them. I, I learned so much by, by listening. I love building relationship capital with people. And I just find that that is where a lot of the growth um, in my own personal growth comes from. And then if I can stay focused and consistent with that, it then turns into, you know, business, business growth, um, as well. I love, you know, popping in my headphones and, um, you know, listening, listening to podcasts. I like to, you know, be on YouTube every once in a while and just see what other, what are other yoga instructors or personal trainers doing, or, you know, what's that is, that's how I feel like I, like I stay relevant. And then because I've got so many different kinds of training in my back pocket, I call it my toolbox. One of the things that I'm really good at is, layering all this new information or packaging it in a way that is unique and digestible so that people can make one change today. That's how it all works. That's how I love staying, you know, in, in the middle of, of new information. And then that's what helps me create new content. I love it. What is one thing that maybe has been a challenge that you overcame that was like, stopped you in your tracks. You had to, you had to do something about it. What, what's that challenge that you think of when I say that? Well, right away, I go back to March 17th of 2020. I was sitting <laughs> up in my office in my studio, right? Our, the premier of our province was having a press conference and, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, I mean, we, we are, we are wired in a really unique way, right? We, we are, we are risk takers. We are calculated risk takers. Mm -hmm. And I always knew that there's always a risk, right? Of the business, you, you know, that the business may not do well, 
right? There's, you're always taking that risk, right? You're, you're wedging, your, you're hedging your bets, but you, you always know that that's a possibility. But never in a million years did I think that I would be listening to my premier tell us that as business owners, we had to lock our doors that night and we weren't sure when we would be able to open them again. And it was one of those holy, you know what moments <laughs> where I had to rally the troops. I had to get my team together, 50 people, you know, all of a sudden everything was unknown and I felt like I had to be the known. So overnight we pivoted from 80 classes a week online to over 50 classes a week or in person to over 50 classes a week online. I was able to connect with Pilates uh, studio owners across the country because many people weren't able. See, I was able to pivot literally in hours because I had all the tech, right? I was doing all of my classes for the Meta District. I didn't have to go out and buy anything. I just had to get my instructors and help them learn how to be their smiley, sparkly selves in front of a computer screen, just like they were in a studio full of people. That's all I had to do. So then I was able to reach out to studio owners, collaborate with them. A lot of studio owners would they, you know, we did like a commission split. They promoted my classes from my studio to their audience. They purchased memberships or packages. I then gave a bit of the, you know, some of the commission to that studio owner. Um, it was amazing what we were able to do so quickly. And I think that was such a defining moment for me as an entrepreneur and for my business, because the positioning of the pandemic as a health, you know, as health and wellness has shone a spotlight on us brighter than ever. And I'm not, there, there were days where I was like, how is this gonna, how is this gonna work? I, I used a mantra for many, many years where I would wake up in the morning and I would say, clarity creates confidence and confidence creates clarity. And I would say that to myself over and over and over as a, as a little entrepreneurial mind hack, right? Confidence creates mm -hmm. clarity, clarity creates confidence. That night as I was driving home, on the 17th of March, I phoned my sister who also owns her own business in tears. And I said to her, what am I going to say to myself in the morning? Because I have no clarity and I have no confidence. Mm. And she said to me, you know what? You'll, when you wake up in the morning, the sky will be blue. I guarantee that. And you'll figure it out. And so Ray, when I woke up the next morning, the sky was blue. <laughs> and I got, I got into the studio really early because it was our first online classes. My clinic's team was on the phone. We had to cancel thousands and thousands of appointments. So they were downstairs doing that. We were at the studio getting ready to go live online with our first classes. And it came to me. I started to, in my head, I said to myself, today I get to make lemonade out of lemons. And that has been my mind hack since the seven or since the 18th of March, 2020, mm -hmm. that, um, you know, lemonade can be sweet. It can be tart. People like it full of ice. They might want to pour a little bit of, you know, special, um, some specialness into it to make it a little more jazzy. <laughs> but that's what I do every day now is I make lemonade because I never know. I never know how big of a bowl of lemons I'm going to have when I wake up. And sometimes there's no lemons and there's been no lemons for a while, but every once in a while, there's still a couple of lemons in there. And I'm like, ah, all right, there you are. What are we going to make today? And that's been one of the major ways that I've been able to protect my own mindset from those many, many nights where I was like, how is this going to work? 
Yeah, I feel like we've kind of been desensitized. Like at the beginning, you know, it's sort of that shock and on, you know, your jaw is dropping because, oh my gosh, it's, you know, crazy. And now it's like you, you can take on anything because you've been through it all, you know? And and as a small business owner, I, I can agree with that. It, it does make you feel like you can conquer the world because you've been through so much. And, yeah. and you know, as a as that business owner, it's so true. Yeah. You know, how, how do you can, how you can take those lemons and turn them into something more, maybe even margaritas. Yes, <laughs> yes. Okay, Jana, how can people get a hold of you if they want to learn more about uh, your Pilates online uh, classes, Ooh. all the things that you're doing? Share with us. So if you head over to metadistrict.com, so it's meta with two T's, and I always like to explain a little bit. Meta um, gang, this is before the Mark Zuckerberg meta, but meta with two T's is a is a is a Buddhist word, and it means a place of benevolence, non-judgment, and love. And that's what the meta district is. And so metadistrict.com. Um, I've got three free videos as a gift to anybody that heads over there. And you know, one is a workout called Align and Tone. One is a 12-minute video on diaphragmatic breathing and how you can absolutely change the 75 trillion cells that make you who you are by breathing properly. And then I do have a video on there that's all about uh, glute strength and, you know, giving yourself a little bit of a lift. So that's at the Meta District. Coochball.com and Goochball.com are where you can, you know, see the Cooch and Goochball. And you know what, gang, I am happy to connect with you over email at info at metadistrict.com. I love it. I love it. And then, yeah, we'll get your affiliate link in the show notes. So I'll be curious to track that for sure. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much, Jana. Was there anything else that you wanted to share with our audience? Any last thoughts or any words of uh, advice or wisdom that you'd like to part with us today? You know, Ray, I think, the, you know, from a from a marketing perspective, um, you know, since that's that's the, the framework of your podcast, we're going on a journey, <laughs> right? We are. It, and, and I love how you have that frame because it is it is a journey. And what I have found is that when I get too tied up in the quantitative um, assessment of, you know, a launch or, you know, a, a cart open, I start to lose my fun with, with marketing. I start to fall out of love with marketing because it becomes too sciencey. Um, and it's not, right? It's the magic of the art and the science, which is exactly what Pilates and movement is. It's the magic of the art sprinkled with the science. And I just would love your audience to, you know, to remember that is that, my gosh, if everything we threw at the wall stuck, could you could you imagine how, you know, hmm. we, we need to have a little bit of, um, you know, spiciness in our life. Okay, why didn't that stick? And, and I just want to remind people that, you know, Rome was not built in a day and, um, you know, the little, the little bumps in the road are meant to be moments of learning. You know, what are those gifts? What are you taking from it? And how can you improve on that idea? I love it. I love it. You're right. Part intuition, part science. And yeah, <laughs> a little bit of magic. Absolutely. <laughs> Marketing magic. That's right. And you're right. It doesn't happen overnight. <laughs> oh. Thank you so much, Jana, for your time today and sharing all of your words of wisdom and just the fun of what you are doing. And I can't wait to hear more and see more as we grow and go. Thank you, Ray. Absolutely. And for those of you listening, the best gift that you could give both of us is to share this with others and give us a review. And then, of course, subscribe to the Marketing Expedition podcast. And we launch every Thursday morning so you can get your new episode then. And until next time, everyone, enjoy the journey. 
Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.